you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I want to talk about something that I feel like we, and I say we as an adult, no longer the tiny humans that were minors at one point, but that we suffer from, and maybe we don't pay close attention to it, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it to your attention today, okay? Now, you ever had a question posed to you where it was, you know, if you can go back to being any age or if you can go back to being a kid or you may have even self-proclaimed, man, I wish I can go back to being a child. There was no worries. We didn't have any bills, you know, whatever your particular reasoning was. But for whatever one reason or another, you kind of looked at childhood like back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. You know, you kind of wanted to reminisce and go back real quick like. I remember way back then, and everybody say, I remember way back then, back in the days. I'm showing my age with that song, but you know what I'm trying to say. And I realized that the older and wiser that I become, that there is one surefire way to get me revved up, excited, just passionate, you can see the twinkle in my eyes all over again. And it is when I have something to look forward to. And I don't think that as adults, we really hold on to that. Just having that emphasis on there is a reason for the day-to-day bustle. There's a reason for paying these bills. There is a reason to all of that. And I think that we identify it in little ways like, ah, man, I wish I was a kid again. I mean, really think about it. When we were kids, you were, the summertime, (laughs) you couldn't wait till school was out. The weekend, you couldn't wait. You had your friends you can go outside with or go to wherever you peruse together, you and your clan, you and your peoples. You looked forward to going to school sometimes because your homies was there. Um, You know, if it was a test day, maybe not so much, but you was excited about the first day of school because you wanted to show off your first day outfit because you was going to kill them. You understand? And there was just certain things that you looked forward to. We looked forward to our birthday. I don't care how poor or middle class or what have you, we we looked forward to those days, okay? We looked forward to when the holidays came, you know, just the double whammy of no school and you probably going to have a gathering of some sort with family, be it Thanksgiving or what have you, or you can really get some presents because it's not even your birthday. This is when we celebrating Jesus' birthday, and guess what you getting? You getting presents on his birthday. How many people you go to their birthday party and you get a present? You understand? Like, if you don't respect Jesus for that, just the fact that you getting blessed on his birthday. Yeah, I'll celebrate you all day long, sir. You understand? That's the first, first grade level evangelist kind of mindset. We're going to go ahead and move on. But I've realized that we get these little hints and clues, even from the Bible, right? The Bible says, hope deferred brittles the bones. And I really wanted to kind of like delve into that because I'm like, is it that serious where it brittles? Yes. Why is it now that in these times there is such an increase in anxiety and mental health and depression, rebuke in the name of Jesus, and all those other emotionally tied things. And yes, we can go ahead and say, well, you know, times are harder now. And I don't necessarily believe that we have not lived per se in a world world anything. 
You understand? We didn't live where we can actually see a group of people being uh, killed. We didn't live through the homicide or, or the genocide of a particular group of people. We have not lived through, and j just flow with me, the first Great Depression. You understand? Like, I think if history was to try to compare apples to apples, we would be looking back like, oh, yeah, I think we're a little bit too privileged to try to say we have it harder. Really? When you can actually just go ahead and FaceTime anybody you want in the world and be close to them? Like, I don't, mm, you can get in your car. You don't have to do the horse and carriage kind of, mm. you understand? Like, I don't, I don't really think that we can do that. But I think that along the way, because we've gotten so used to expecting bad things to happen, you know, we are desensitized to the idea of actually seeing a dead body. Like, it's no longer just isolated to the movie scenes. Like, you can actually pull up, and I always say this, and I hate it, and I haven't done it since, but I, it bothered me that you can pull up Eric Gardner saying, I can't breathe. Like that's just that's just despicable to me that his children or, or family members would even have access to that type of thing. But when you get into how we live life on a day to day, hope is definitely deferred. Hope is to the point that it's like if you're pregnant, you're kind of like, I don't really want to say nothing until the second, you know, the end of the second trimester because I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah, they called me for an interview for the job that I've been praying for, but I don't want to get too excited. Then you get to the interview, you knock it out the park, and you're like, I don't really want to say anything yet. I don't, you know, let me not, um, let me not get, put all my eggs in a basket. Let me not get too excited. Or you meet someone who's super duper awesome, and you're like, I feel like this can go a little bit further than you know, just like these little small dates and, and tech messages that we doing, like I could actually see a future with this person, but let me not get too excited because, you know, people don't usually show their true colors and it's too easy. It's too early to tell. And, um, you know, this is so good to be true. So let me kind of just, you know, wait it out and let time do what time does. And we, I mean, we look at all these different venues and areas in our lives that should truly be a depiction of if there is a place in my life where I can go ahead and just expand upon hope then I want to do that I no longer want to be in a place where I feel like I got to hold my hope hostage because the Bible even says that hope deferred brittles the bones. So why would I voluntarily go ahead and see a moment to go ahead and be excited about something, especially in these times, and then have the nerve to turn around and tell myself, no, too much hope. Really? Too much hope? You turn, you turn on any news station. Turn on any media outlet. The ratio of something hopeful and happy and upbeat to something that is just go find your tail, or type of thing. The ratio is just, I mean, literally bad is knocking it out the park. You understand? And so I feel like we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard when it comes to hope. We have to stir that back up. Do you want hope to just be memories where you're like, yeah, that one time my birthday was lit when I was, and it was the past age. 
or that one time where I had that one outfit and it was oh and I was so excited or that one time I got surprised and that one time like it it hurts me even hearing myself say it or even ponder it and it should hurt you listening to it the fact that hope should not be in the past isn't hope the very meaning of it isn't that something to look forward to like you're not hoping for something in the past you know I hope the past me wakes up for that exam that doesn't make any sense you are actually putting your hope in, man, I really hope that this job pans out for me. I really hope that this particular builder or where I want to rent really, you know, chooses me and that it's a good suit. Um, I hope that the furniture goes through. I hope that my credit is good enough. Like, you know, some of these can be converted to prayers and, and you can apply that to faith. Yes. But a lot of that is hope. And I believe that our secret weapon when it comes to life, really, if you really just strip it all together, I think it's hope. Can you imagine being Hannah in the Bible where she was getting mocked because she, you know, didn't have any kids and her husband's other wife, I think her name, I don't want to chop it up, but Pekenia was having other babies and this, that, and the third. And she just finally got to a place that she was like, God, give me a baby, please. And then God goes ahead and impregnate her almost immediately after that prayer. Could you imagine her telling herself, nope, mm -mm, I don't want to get excited until I'm in my third trimester. Nope, I'm not going to get excited until you, I, the baby's actually in my hands. Nope, I'm not going to go ahead and get excited until um, the baby, I can see the baby smile. In my, like putting these kind of hurdles in the path of your hope is so detrimental that it can actually spark a form of suppressed depression. Like, hear me on that. There is something that you can be happy about, but you went along the lines to say, no, I want to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more suppressed in this area. So it eventually turns to being depressed in an area. Because we all know that our body is energy, right? That's why you'll hear someone saying, oh, his energy is off. I don't know. Her vibe is just, I don't know. What we're really saying is, listen, I understand that we're spirit beings, so I can see you and feel a whole different type of you and be like, yeah, something's off. I mean, I see the prettiness and the nice hair and all that, but every time I'm near, it's just a weird vibe, a.k.a. the spirit, a.k.a. if you want to go ahead and just say energy, the energy's off. So if we are applying the wrong energy to something we're supposed to be hopeful about, then you are training yourself never to really get to a level of excitement that is kitty again. You're supposed to get excited about certain things where it feels like this may be a little bit illegal to be this happy about this. And I'll tell you where this came from. When I was talking, because, you know, I've been talking to you about the dog and all that stuff and the process that my husband and I took and how I didn't want to suppress that anymore because I originally said I'll go ahead and make it where um, I'll wait to wear empty nesters and that whole kind of thing. And then I was just like, I'm not, listen, I'm not delaying my happiness anymore. You, you feel me? I woke up one day and had the crazy stomach, uh, like, nausea like so nauseous in my dream I was saying oh my stomach hurts <laughs> so I, I woke up out of my sleep super early before everyone in the home it was like 
terrible. Who wants to do that? And I just felt, you know, you felt that queasiness. Like, I'm either going to throw this up or I'm going to make chocolate milkshakes you know, TMI, I'm sorry, in the toilet, one of the two, but something's definitely brewing and I don't know which end it's going to come out of. And so that was my, my morning. And so I went ahead and I sat down and I'm like, all right, well, let me just lay in the bed for however, just peruse, you know how we do peruse the internet webs, you understand the streets real quick. And I get a text within maybe not even an hour later from the breeder. And she's like, hey, wanted to let you know that um, Skylar, which was the name of the female dog, she's like, Skylar had, um, she gave birth today, and she only gave birth to one surviving puppy. And I was like, hmm, you know, let you know details later, blah, blah, blah. Now, I was already in queue, in line, got my deposit now in a whole shebang for a male puppy. So I was like, uh, is it male? And she was like, I don't know yet, get back to you, this, that, and the third. So I let a couple of hours go by, and I'm like, huh, that's kind of weird. And so I asked, she finally just went ahead a couple minutes after I texted that. Let me rewind real quick and was like, um, yeah, it's a male. But it's uh, it wasn't the color scheme that I was kind of leaning toward I thought I wanted a chocolate shih tzu but I didn't really know so I was just like send me a picture and I'll know you know I'll let my heart choose so right away I was like dang do I choose this possible you know surviving healthy pup or do I wait for another litter and the more that I started kind of like, God, what should I do kind of thing? Because, listen, from great to small, I'm going to invite God because anything that's given to me without God means it didn't come with instructions, and I'm going to fumble it. So have a nice day. Fast forward, I went ahead and told the breeder, I was like, you know what's weird today? Um, I had this weird stomach issue. I never got up this early, blah, blah, blah. She tells me almost the identical story on the flip side. Something about she got up to 7 o'clock in the morning. She never gets up that early. She had a feeling to go check on the female pregnant pups because she's a breeder. But she went ahead and started helping her kids and uh, breakfast and did the whole mommy thing. And then when she came, um, I don't know how many puppies Skylar had but it was only one that was alive and she said it never happened to her before this that and the third and so as we're conversing and I'm just getting super like okay this is like spooky spooky like wow okay um she sends me a picture and let me explain something to you I asked God <laughs> to not give me a puppy that I wanted to feel like the puppy was chosen for me I wanted it to be a male I didn't know the color scheme I didn't want to try to pin myself down because if you know anything about shih tzus they have 19 different color schemes literally and I didn't want to get my heart set on one because it's like it's a gamble on how that's going to come out so I didn't want to get fixated on that so the one thing that I prayed for I said I wanted the puppy to have a unique eye area so that I wouldn't see tear stains I just think that that's not cute when it comes to puppies and lo and behold when she sends me a picture of this puppy he had the two little black almost like he had goggles on kind of thing only in the eye area so I'm like super excited. My husband and I already agreed. We wasn't telling the kids nothing because we didn't want to. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We didn't want the question.com backslash. Would you please be quiet from now until, you know, until we got the puppy. So I'm like, okay, we're not going to say anything. So I go ahead. My husband at that time was with my daughter. And I was like, may I see you for a moment? Meanwhile, heart racing 
everything's super i mean like oh my goodness because i'm excited i'm like okay i can get this in two months and i'm ordering all this stuff and i'm like oh my gosh and so he gets in a room and i lose it i'm like i may cry i don't know but it's nothing bad let me hurry up and try that because i'm trying to tell him the words before my tears even get there and i'm like the puppy was born today it kind of was like a sad story but it's so sentimental to me like i connected to this dog on a whole nother level yes i'm that person it's just let me have my moment out of all days why would my stomach hurt today and it may have been the bread that i ate but again let me have my moment you feel me and so started getting super duper excited and then I look back at my tech message and the breeder was like I'm so glad that you connect to this puppy on another level um and it's so weird because the other prospect said the same thing because this was her grandmother's late birthday and so she really wanted the puppy and so immediately I heard the DJ I was like oh someone has more of a sentimental connection than me so in that exact moment, I looked at my husband and I said, do I A, get this puppy because I feel this connection and I'm super excited and this, that, and a third, or should I let this lady who, this is her grandmother's birthday and just kind of like give her that and then I could just wait because maybe, you know, hers is more important. And he looked at me and he gave me two blinks, which means it's disrespect. That's as irate as my husband gets. And I looked at him. I was like, well, why, why are you cursing at me? Like I, I saw the two blinks in a row and he was like, no, you're excited. You, you, you get the puppy. And I was like, okay. So I'm texting her. I'm like, okay, the puppy is mine and I'm so excited. And she said, okay, well, I'll let you know in two weeks you know, how the health is going and all of that. And also keep in mind puppies who are singletons, they're usually a little bit bigger because they don't have to share milk with their siblings. And I'm like, cool. And immediately that little earthly thing came over to me like, don't get excited until she texts you in two weeks. And I had to G check myself. I was like, really? That's what you just did? You went from sweating underneath your your uh, armpits. You went to getting super duper excited, heart accelerating, looking like you getting ready to run a tri marathon. You doing all these other different excitement things. You smelling so hard that your glasses is getting ready to fog up. Like at this point, your ears and in the inseam of your your lips, the smell they're connecting. You looking like the Joker Junior. You are that excited that you now want to go ahead and flip the switch like you Drake. I just said the flip 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 you're gonna flip it to the point that you now want to go ahead and suppress that why and so that made me just want to pick up the phone and talk to you like mm -mm. because I know that if I do it you know I'm not the only one I'm not the only one that's looking at like no they said it was gonna give you a raise but we'll just see what it looks like you know we'll get excited when it hits the check you know this is just a formal whatever no they said I got the job but you know what anything can happen between now and the start date so let's just go ahead and see if that happened and so I'm like this is ridiculous I had to check myself like you stole a moment from yourself to be happy about something out of all the things that happened from a day to day, you chose to go ahead and be a co-partner in suppressing something that can make you happy. You was, you was a co-founder in your deferment of your own hope. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And there's no other reason. That, I mean, we can go ahead and say, well, I don't want to be disappointed. You know, we're trying not to disappoint. But then when did disappointment become lethal? <laughs> you understand? 
you yo i wish we could really go back to like our childhood for real for real and see how we just used to this like you know let disappointment just roll off our backs it's nothing all right, I wanted to go here, but my friends don't want to go there. And so we had to, like, there's some things that we had to maneuver through the disappointment maze as well. So why did we come a, become adults and then look at disappointment and we subscribe to it? Really? Since when? Why is that cute? Why was it cute to keep the news station on all night and all day like my grandmother god bless her i don't even know how she does that that's when i decided i am not watching the news any the more okay and then when the news started being social media i was just like there's just certain days that i'm not coming on social media like i don't care how updated sadness tries to come any particular path that it tries to submerge in i get to control how much of it drips on me you understand and so the conversation that I'm pretty much having, again, is are you suppressing your hope? You know, I want you to be excited about tomorrow. I want you to be excited about things to come. Man, you know how excited I was planning my wedding? You, and I tried not to get Bridezilla. It, it was just exciting to have something to look forward to. My birthday every year. Every time June 28th comes, I'm looking like somebody's kindergarten teacher smile, bruh. I am super excited. It ain't going to never be a June 28th that comes up from my national holiday that I'm not letting everybody know, guess what? Today is the day. I have people, strangers, singing happy birthday to me. I, I'm that person. Because, again, why, it's this one day that I get to spread this Christmas cheer. <laughs> you understand? We getting presents on Jesus' birthday, so you're going to be smelling on mine. You understand? And I may go a little overboard, but it is what it is. It's the one day that I get to say this is my birth celebration, and we're going to celebrate it on gang. You understand? So my challenge to you, just to open your eyes a little bit, do you have something to be excited about? Are you creating something to be excited about? Is there something that you are looking forward to? I mean, it, and I'm going to give you examples. It can be so simple. I am looking for the day that I get to drive my dream car. I have pictures of the car in my head. I used to have it visibly on my wall. Um, I look forward to being able to decorate my future home. My future home, like, where my husband and I are not moving no more because we're going to be in these orthopedics in a while. I have things on Pinterest for this particular home, color schemes, things of that nature. I am excited when I hit this financial bracket and savings goal that I have that's within the next mm, 12 months. I am excited about just having literally, I have the number amount of dogs that I want. I think I want a boxer, but I'm not too sure. I actually want to see how much they're drooling. I do want a security dog. I want a lap dog, and I want a security dog. Probably going to end up with three dogs. Don't know. But I say all that to say, give yourself something to be excited about. Be excited about the moment that you can finally say, bro, I'm completely out of debt. 
all but student loan. Or, bruh, I'm completely out of debt, including Sally Mae. You feel me? Nell Ned, have a nice day. You feel me? You understand? Like, get to the point that you like, I got to my weight goal. I got to my, rev yourself up. Get excited. It doesn't have to be one particular day. You don't have to wait all the way to Thanksgiving just to be excited about, okay, this is when I get some real, real good food. Like, if it makes you that happy, real talk, I would have two Thanksgivings. I ain't even going to hold you. I would have me one six months prior to um, November, and then another one, I get two Thanksgivings per, per year. Have a nice day. If it brings you happiness, why suppress it? Now, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to go ahead and knock discipline and wisdom out the box because that is not wisdom. I am simply saying let there be something that you're excited about. Do you remember being excited about particular Christmas to the point that you couldn't sleep? I rem- My wedding night, bruh, could not sleep. It felt like Christmas Junior. I was like, there's no, I don't want to have bags in these pictures, but I'm too excited. Like, you have no idea. My daughter, I knew that I was being induced with her. I could not sleep. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, listen, to know that something is coming up, oh my, isn't that like life's little Skittles? Like, for the soul, real talk? So what is it that you can start making yourself excited about? What is it? that you can start navigating toward and producing and revving up. Because I really feel like human nature, we need something to be excited about. I feel like that's the very reason why Jesus was like, hey, I got to go back. I'm going to my father's house where there's many mansions. And if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have said so. But I'm going and I'll be right back. But let me go set up shop for you real quick. I think the very reason why he let us in on the little preview trailer of it's many mansions is so that we can have that picture in our minds and embed it in our souls so that we can have something that we can be excited about like oh my goodness when he comes again I'm gonna have a mansion he's setting it up I'm gonna go with him and there's an excitement there I really do feel like that's the genetics of the human soul if you're not excited about something then you have reached a place of mundane that depression rebuking in the name of Jesus just gonna have a field day Get to a place that you're excited about something other than food. <laughs> you understand? Because I get excited every time we, it's a food offer. Oh, we having pizza? Mm-mm-mm. You do your little dance? Listen, have it where you're excited about something else that doesn't get you in debt. That doesn't require for you to do a whole lot. Just start purposely setting up moments of opportunities to go ahead and expand on your hope. I want you to be so hopeful that you look like, you know how they say, oh, hopeless romantic? Yeah, but let it just be that in the hope department, period. I want you to be a hope romantic. I want you to be so connected to wanting to be hopeful that it just looks like, are you living in Pleasantville? Why are you smiling all the time? Why are you? Because you should always have something to look forward to. You ever heard people say, you know, if you choose something that you love to do every day, you'll never go to work again? Because literally, I think that we trained ourselves to get up 
go to a place when I really like going, to go back home to try to rest from the place when I really like going, to go to sleep maybe uncomfortably for the place that we really don't like going, to pay the bills for the bills that we really hate paying, to then go ahead and go food shopping for the food that's really expensive, to then go ahead and eat food that makes us feel good but then doesn't make us feel good because it's not healthy, and then to go away, like, do it's like, can we do a little pause, like, hit the hit your wrestling match like tag team can can hope come in this real quick so my challenge to you is on a monthly basis because I can be a fanatic I, I always have it when I'm working towards something excited about something looking forward to something because I have understood the way that I generate happiness from myself and my husband will tell you offhand if you ask him what excites your wife and he he'll say planning anything was she planning and planning is just a simplified way of saying I like having something to look forward to I really do Ooh, okay we, we're getting the dog okay so let me go ahead and look up all these videos and get this training in and get start ordering this and what's the best color and I love it the whole process is just super exciting to me so on a monthly basis if you want to be radical I would say weekly but you can go ahead and do bi-weekly but bare minimum it better be a monthly basis on a monthly basis Give yourself something to look forward to outside of a paycheck. Create a moment where you're like, I'm going to do something nice for myself. I'm going to plan something for myself. And then I'm going to cash in on that thing every 30 days. Do something that generates a whole new level of hope in you. We are no longer going to be hope suppressors. We're going to get to the place that we are excited about tomorrow again. Okay? You know what these conversations are. They're life-provoking conversations. Conversations that not everybody is having. No one is encouraging you to be hopeful and be happy. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's pretty much bah humbug. Like, that's what I feel like is going on in these streets. Okay? But I feel like you got what you needed. And that's my good, good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and be hopeful. Later. <laughs>